This is the Thanks for Sharing podcast, the podcast where we explore all things recovery, healing, and relationship. Remember to subscribe and download episodes in the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, or on the Podbean app. You can find more Thanks for Sharing at www.thanksforsharingpodcast.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash healingpaths. That's path with an S. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Thanks for Sharing. This is John T. And Jackie P. Before we dive into the episode today, uh, we wanted to remind you again that we have this dating and recovery intensive, intensive. coming up. In June. Yep. June 21st through the 24th, three-day up in Midway, Utah, beautiful scenario, uh, scenery. Mm-hmm. Great work will be done. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. We've been hearing from a lot of you, our listeners, and other people um, who are being referred by their therapists and 12-step groups and things like that. So we're getting really excited for this list uh, that's building of yeah. people who will be there. I had a question just about the size, right? So we're not, this isn't going to be like an auditorium because yep. that can't be real intensive. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at keeping it anywhere from, you know, 18 to 25, something like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So limited seating, but um, it, it can be a good size group and people can make connections and add to your um, support system. We also have it um, structured where 25 people isn't going to feel like a big crowd. You're still going to get a lot of small group, right. really intimate yes. um, stuff. And we'll use that larger group to do some things that we couldn't do with a small group. Right. Um, but yeah. Right. So we've got the both, yeah. both there. We can do small group. We can do big group. Yeah. You'll yeah. get a lot out of it. So if you haven't checked it out already, go to onelayerdeeper.com. That's O-N-E, layerdeeper.com. Um Read about it, and we would love to hear from you if you're interested in it. We mm-hmm. uh, would be excited to spend 20 minutes on the phone with you, getting to know what you're looking for, and helping you determine if this is the right fit for you right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also wanted to say just thank you for listening. Uh, this is our 80th episode uh, that we're recording, our 80th official episode. We've had some right. smaller ones in. Um, and uh, we, I was just telling my wife last night, um, I really like to think that Jackie and I just talk into this microphone and it's just fun to talk into the microphone <laughs> and that there's not another end of this. Um, but we're hearing from more of you and that's exciting. Um, it is. We're realizing that we're getting reviews on iTunes, which is great. Yeah. Um, so if you like it, please review us. Um, we, we wanted to read one of the reviews because um, this is what we're hoping this does. This is from Pinky Kathy 55 says, I've turned to your knowledge, wisdom, and humor on many occasions and always look forward to listening. You have saved me on many a day and given me peace, hope, knowledge, and validation. Thank you for being here for me on some of my darkest days. Um, and we want to say thank you to you, uh, Pinky Kathy, for listening and for yeah. leaving such a nice review. Yes, and like John said, uh, go to whatever you listen to our um, podcast on and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Um, if it's not working, we'd love to hear why not. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we can always be fine-tuning and improving. So, yeah. 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 So on with our episode today. Um, a couple episodes back, I don't remember which one it was, we talked about how authenticity isn't just vomiting right. on everybody. Yeah. Was that the one that we told the vomit story? I don't in? think it was. <laughs> it was a different vomit episode. <laughs> we may have to look at that. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it was on that one because on that one we were, you know, literally talking about vomiting. And on this one we were more using it um, as a reference, not like yeah. literally vomiting. Yeah. But more kind of an emotional vomit. And we had kind of referenced, you know, that sometimes that'll come up in our sessions. 
and that people will um, engage in pretty irresponsible emotional behavior, Mm -hmm. but then slap the label on it like, hey, I'm just being authentic, right? I'm just being real. And and that there could be like this misperception of what authenticity actually is. Yeah, I think whenever we slap a label on something, I'm just being authentic, I'm just being vulnerable, I'm just not owning your shame. Mm -hmm. Anytime we have that I'm just, that's really a defensive place. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I I think when we're coming from that place, we're hoping that getting to authenticity or shame resilience is just a flip, a switch that we can flip. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really not. It's a process that we work through. I think there's a lot more to authenticity than just speaking what's on your mind. Well, and I was talking with a client uh, earlier this week, and we were kind of talking about this. And I think real authenticity has some other um, like tangential factors that kind of hold it in this place that put it in context with these other factors, like, am I being responsible in the Mm -hmm. way that I talk, right? That's a factor Mm -hmm. that hold it into this. This is authenticity because these other factors are also present. Yeah. Um, And and one of the things that I had said to this client is, well, you know, because he had gotten some response back um, that he didn't agree with when he was, you know, being authentic. And I said, well, you know, sometimes our, our, the response to our approach does paint a light on it, right? Mm-hmm. And and so the other person and their response wasn't really positive or receptive. It was defensiveness. So we may need to look at maybe that wasn't authenticity, yeah, right? And the way that you delivered it, and you might could say the same words with a different tone or with a different, you know, body posture. Mm-hmm. And now it looks authentic, whereas... It didn't before. And, and so I think there is something to say, you know, um, the a lot of times your approach dictates the response. Yeah. Right. And if the response isn't positive, which usually authenticity is meant with positive responses. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's not, we may need to back that train up and look at why. Or for us, if our authenticity is not met with a positive response, we don't get defensive right. over it. Right. And um, we don't argue the point. Um, I think authenticity is really related to concepts like integrity and wholeness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is authentic, authentic for some people to be a mess and be all over the place. And I think those people are children um, mm-hmm. because that's how children can function. Right. That is age appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're 35 years old and you're acting like a five-year-old, that is not age appropriate mm-hmm. and therefore not authentic. And because you do have skills and you have experience to be able to package your stuff more effectively. Right. Um, I don't. I think that's why we don't see a lot of children who are out there changing the world with big ideas because they can't package it in mm-hmm. a way that people can accept, interact with, let that change them. And so I think for functional adults, authenticity does include some of that monitoring, some of that containing, mm-hmm. because we can do it. Right. Um, I've, I've been reading the Smart Recovery Handbook, um, and we're hoping to get the uh, creators of that on, on the podcast soon, but... I've been reading it and um, I'm reading a, a section now about lifestyle balance. And it struck me this morning as I was looking at it that um, when they talk about lifestyle balance, they said, you're going to need to focus on rest and relaxation and play. And I was thinking like, well, that's not a balanced lifestyle. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, no, no, but the, 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 what's the word I'm the uh, baseline that we're coming from is being overworked, overstretched, too busy. Uh, and so balance is achieved by going in the other direction. Right. 
But that doesn't mean that all you focus on is rest and relaxation and play. And I think with authenticity for a lot of us, that means I need to speak up more. Mm-hmm. And I need to talk more about what's going on for me. And maybe I need to not wait until I've ruminated for days after the event to bring it up. I need to get more in the moment with what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think with many things that fall on continuums, if we're at one extreme, we tend to overcorrect into the other extreme and forget that the extreme that we were in has some validity. Right. Like that's still territory we need right. to encompass and cover. Well, and that our overcorrection into the other extreme isn't, still isn't balanced. It's not hitting the point. Yeah. 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 But sometimes we have to do that, right? Like, like in this, if, if you're overworked and overstressed, um, sometimes we have to go to the other extreme so that then we can feel wh- where the balance is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that can be helpful sometimes to have to overcorrect to the other extreme, but just be aware that is the other extreme. Yeah. 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 Um, so <clears throat> the question comes up for me, if authenticity isn't being messy all the time, which I think is one of the first places many of us tend to go, mm-hmm. what is authenticity? Um, how would we start to define that? How do we start to know when we really get to authenticity? Mm-hmm. Well, I think sometimes with clients I work with, um, one of the first things that comes up is what's your intention in being authentic, mm. right? And if the intention is to get somebody else to do something, it's not authentic, authentic right? Yeah. That's some veiled manipulation mm-hmm. or well-crafted manipulation, mm-hmm. right? But that's not necessarily authentic. Um, I, I think authentic is more of a, I'm opening and I'm sharing and I'm allowing you to see me. I'm not confused about that this is still mine. Yeah. I'm not confused about, you know, that that I am still in a process and sharing this with you isn't going to end that process. I think of what Brene Brown writes about getting to a point where we share because it's good for us to share mm-hmm. um, and not for, not for any other reason. Right, right. So, yeah, I think sometimes looking at the, the um, intention behind that mm-hmm. and that can reveal some of why we're think we're being authentic or why we're doing what we're doing. And it may not be real authentic motives. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think another part of authenticity that often gets overlooked is there is a lot of thinking through and feeling through to get to authenticity. Uh-huh. Um, some of the most authentic expressions I felt from other people, some of the times I felt most authentic in my expressions, it hasn't been this idea just popped into my head or this feeling just came up and now I'm expressing it. It's I've sat with this for a while Yeah, and I put a really fine point on this. So when I communicate about it, um, this is really opening a very clear window into what's going on for me, not just, you know, opening the gates and having things gush out, but, um, so you've kind of started the work on it, right? You mm -hmm. may not be completed. Some Mm -hmm. people think that authenticity is the final like wrapping of the box with the pretty bow. And I can tell you, you know, the beginning, the middle, the end, and then the moral of the story is Mm -hmm. right. And, and until we're there, it's not authentic. Well, that's not accurate either. Yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's that something's going on and I feel really unsettled and I feel really anxious about it. And so I just want to talk with somebody to, like, put it on them, like, mm-hmm. to project that um, get it out before of me, I've out really me. started to do the work. Yeah. And I've got to walk with this a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've got to sit with this and ponder on this so that I can share it more authentically. Well, because I think authenticity 
when we are authentic, it is our brand. Mm-hmm. And people can feel that, people can hear that, people can see that mm-hmm. in in what we do. Like, oh, that's definitely Jackie. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it can have our brand on it if it hasn't sat with us for right. a while. Right, I don't think it really can um, be ours if we haven't owned it yeah. and really taken it in. Yeah, and I think that's such a tendency. I was talking with another client this week just about this ACOA tendency to project really quickly mm-hmm. and to be aware of that, right? Now, now sometimes I still find I'm an ACOA and I can still project really quickly and sometimes before I know it. What I have developed is this ability to, I may project initially, but I have this ability to self-reflect. Yeah. And so projection followed by self-reflection um, actually puts me more in the arena I need to be. And then I can yeah. go back and say, hey, you know what? That wasn't yours. Mm-hmm. You know, that projection may look like I'm all of a sudden feeling something and I'm like, oh, those kids. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, that damn dog, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and all of a sudden, I, like I've got whose fault it is before I've even really done anything with the emotion, mm-hmm. right? I've I've projected it before I even have tasted it. Yeah. And, and so then I've got to, you know, self-reflect and be like, okay, I had nothing to do with the dog or, you know, my kids are just being kids. Um, and then I start to take ownership back mm-hmm. and, and I know what's going on for me and why it's going on for me rather than just projecting it and finding the person who's at fault and yeah. end of story. Well, because I think I thought authentic expression is a, it's about how we get there, not about getting there. Mm-hmm. And so as you're talking, I'm thinking about a, a very important component to being an authentic person is being able to let people know when you are in process. And sometimes that's circling back and, mm-hmm. hey, I put that on you. That's not yours. Mm-hmm. This is about me. Um, and so if we if we take authenticity as this, it's this pinpoint in time, we miss the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We miss the whole point. It's really about how we're showing up and why we're showing up that mm-hmm. way. Right. I, you know, I was sharing this with my husband the other day because we're in the process. We've sold our home. Um, We're trying to find a home to buy so that we're not homeless. And that's stressful, right? It's stressful on our whole family system right now. And I have to, you know, and, and there's been some conflict that he and I have had over what we're thinking or what we like or what we don't like or, you know, just the whole, it's, you know, it's, it's messy. It's life. And I have to kind of get up on a regular basis and start my day reminding myself I'm not mad at him. Mm. Right. Just because that stress is there and it's so easy to be like, damn you, Jeff. Right. (laughs) And, and just wake up with the stress that hasn't gone away because we still don't have a house and I could easily find something to start picking at. Right. Mm -hmm. Or to get angry about. And instead I have to kind of wake up in the morning and be like, I'm not mad at him. Like Mm -hmm. we're not fighting. He hasn't done anything to make me mad. Right. I'm just feeling stressed, but I have to like wake up every day and remind myself, no, we're not fighting. We're, we're still in this stressful situation, but I'm not mad at him. Yeah. I think that's very illustrative of authenticity being a whole picture kind of approach, because I'm sure there are things in the home buying process that, you don't like how Jeff does it. Right, right. Um, and it would be a lot easier if everybody just fell in line behind Jackie. And, <laughs> right? Whereas, like, nobody should be mad at how I do it. <laughs> right. I do it right. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, finding that one thing to, 
to pick at, that's not representative of the whole picture. Right. Um, well, and it's not really that we're mad at each other. It's that we're stressed. We're stressed, yeah. And it's not even a bad stress. Like, we're excited to move, mm-hmm. um, you know, although we don't know where we're moving to. But we're excited. Mm-hmm. It's a good process, but it's still a stressful process. Yeah. And I think oftentimes that authentic expression, it starts with, um, kind of that vomit or it starts with that I have this really intense emotion mm-hmm. and so it's really a commitment to following through on that ad- intense emotion and exploring it more opening it up more mm-hmm. I think very rarely is our first draft where we want it to end up or right. is our first draft right. really inclusive of all of the points that we need to make Right. and so authenticity includes a lot of revision and a lot of circling back for sure yeah yeah, and I and I think when we haven't started that process, right, and we're we're simply trying to feel better, or we're trying to get somebody else to fix it, mm-hmm. or whatever our intention is, that's not being responsible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's another um, component of adulthood. Um, it's really funny. My kids love um, cereal; like they would eat it like around breakfast the clock. Cereal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in our fridge, the the milk jugs sit kind of over their heads uh-huh. um, and every time I just walk over to the fridge and pull a milk jug out I'll get this like dad you are so strong and I'm like yes <laughs> yes I am because they go over and they're, they're trying to lift this eight pound jug of liquid over their head and you know they're just they're little boys so they right. don't have the, the strength there. You make it there. look so easy right? but you're also much taller. Right and, and again in childhood this switch flipping and this it's really simple that that's authentic for children. Uh-huh. That's that's the best they can function. Right. As adults we can carry a lot more. Uh-huh. We can do a lot more and um, I, I'll be the first in line to admit I really want to uncomplicate things when it comes to these really complex um, it's not going to be resolved today type uh-huh. issues. Um, I really want to make it simple and I want to make it resolvable. But again, that's not coming from my adult capacity. I can hold some complex ideas. I can hold conflicting emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I can sit with the discomfort of not knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, back to the, the kids analogy, when I'm in the discomfort of not knowing, I don't have to hound somebody every five minutes to figure it out. Right. Um, but kids do. Right. Right. So, yeah, I, I think, um, what other questions do we have about authenticity or points to make about authenticity? I'm wondering if authenticity always feels so raw because that's how, yeah. that's how I see a lot of or people so go good. into it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about that one. Does authenticity actually feel good all the time? Yeah. No, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that got contemplative. <laughs> Not for me, it doesn't. Um, And sometimes maybe after the fact, like a day or two later, Mm -hmm. then it feels good. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't, I I have some experience, right, where sometimes I'm like, let's do this, right? And I'm like, I'm going to tell you what I think. Mm -hmm. Not mean, right? But I'm going to be direct and I'm going to be straightforward and I'm going to be as real as it gets. Well, that that story you shared with me of a phone call a couple months ago when you saw who it was and you thought, why the hell not? (laughs) Yeah, I literally said that to myself, right? I was all alone in my house. The phone rings and my phone suggests, right, because of email and all those creepy things that that our technology could do. And so my phone, because this is somebody in my contact and it said, maybe this person, right? And I literally looked at that and I thought, I, I said out loud, 
what the hell? <laughs> right? And I picked up the phone and I had a very direct and very frank discussion uh-huh. telling this person what I think. Uh-huh. Um, I, they had no idea what to do with that. I was nice, yeah. right? Not in that southern, oh, you're so sweet. Smile at your face thing, and stab right? you in the back. N- not a passive aggressive, um, but like it didn't get heated or I wasn't name calling or anything like that. But I was very direct and just said, this yeah. is what I think that you need to know. And this is why you're in the place that you are. Um, yeah. So I have some of those, right. But it's hard for me. Sometimes I find, in fact, I got called out by a friend on Facebook just the other day. Um, because I soft pedal, I I tend Mm. to soft pedal more or tiptoe. And he was like, why did you use this word? The actual word is, I think it was like malignant pathology. (laughs) Why did you call it issue? Right. And I, And I was like, damn you, Tom, you're right. Why did I soft pedal that? Yeah. And that, I think those are the moments where, um, like integrity is something that I, um, have really been enjoying the value of much more as I get older. Mm. Um, and I remember, I remember when I, this, this will tell you a lot about my story. I remember when I started to experiment with what honesty could do. Mm. And I remember thinking like, uh, I could pick it up or I could put it down, um, it's actually easier if I can spin the story into whatever I want it to be. Um, and there's times, and we've talked about this in reference to some of our more narcissistic clients. And I've mm-hmm. said something like, what would it be like to just, just for a day, <laughs> just to be able to to feel that way about yourself and see the world like that for a day. Um, I think a lot of the times authenticity doesn't feel good because um, we often, I think have to create space for our authentic self to be there. Um when we speak up, just like with this friend on Facebook, if we have something to say, we need to say it in a way that um, it can be heard mm-hmm. and it can be understood for what it is. Um, and I often find myself saying, like, do I have to today? Mm-hmm. Like, is this I know that this is something that I believe in, but do I have to believe in it today? Mm-hmm. Do I have to pick this up today? And um, I don't think authenticity is picking up every issue every day, but um, right if it really is my belief, probably the majority of the time I need to be there with it Mm -hmm. and I need to be vocal about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a mentor. um, Well, one of the people that I look up to, she's been on the podcast a couple of times, Mari Lee. Right. Mm -hmm. And she, she's a very kind hearted person, Mm -hmm. uh, but she says what needs to be said. Yeah. And she does it responsibly. Um, hi, Mari, if you're listening, um, <laughs> she, she does it very responsibly, but she doesn't mince words, yeah. right? Which I learned from her that I mince words and I need to stop doing that, right? I need to stop. I'm, I'm like backing away from my point as I'm saying it sometimes yeah. and I need to stop doing that. Those are my issues that I'm still working on. Um, but I, I think she has a way and, and she will th- say things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I would never in a million years think to say that. Mm-hmm. I thought it, mm-hmm. right? But she did a whole um, blog post, uh, it was during the winter, um, in which, you know, it was talking about boundaries and she shared a story about how she was at a movie theater and um, there was this lady in the restroom that was just hacking and, you know, coughing and and that Mari just very kindly but directly said, like, I... Um, you know, I'm self-employed and I don't want to get sick when I go to the movies. And 
because the lady had said something to her about her cough, and she just said, I would appreciate if you had stayed home instead of exposing all of us to whatever it is that you have. And for me, this is why that matters. And and the lady got really mad and upset, um, but Mari didn't back down or apologize for mm-hmm. saying, like, hey, you're exposing a whole movie theater of people and anybody at the movie um, to your sickness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I... Um, knowing Mari in the way that I do, she can say that with poise and she can mm-hmm. say that with kindness. I wonder, and we'd have to ask her about this, I wonder how comfortable that is every time that she yeah. she does that. Well, she had kind of, when she shared the blog post, she said, you know, I, which I think she had said something like, the old me wouldn't have said this. Mm. The new me does. And, mm-hmm. and the older that I've gotten, the more easy it is for mm-hmm. me to speak to these things. Um, but she said, you know, it, it's not, like it's not something I enjoy doing, but I'm going to speak up and advocate for myself. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, okay, I'm a little bit younger than Mari, so, <laughs> so when I grow time. up, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, for for me, just as we're discussing this, um, that's the that's the thing that's coming to the surface is that getting authentic is a process. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're experiencing it as well, I just do this now, and well, this is the new me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to live in a new house that wasn't constructed carefully. Right. I don't want to drive a new car that wasn't engineered with precision. Like, right. um, and, and I think it's important when we, when we try on these different personas or, or aspects of ourself, um, don't be flippant with that. Right. Um, yes. I think that can be, I think that can really muddy the waters as far as getting to know yourself. Uh-huh. Um, and and paying attention to the fact that you're practicing authenticity, mm-hmm. right? So anytime we're practicing something, sometimes it's going to feel right and sometimes it's going to feel wrong. And, yeah. and we're fine-tuning and honing this craft. Um, and so let yourself be in a practice mode yeah. and, <clears throat> and continually evolving. Definitely. We want to thank you all for listening today and remind you at the end of this episode that your story matters. Remember that there's something valuable, meaningful, and valuable in every chapter. Don't wait to share your story with us until it's finished. You can share your story with us on our Facebook page, Healing Paths, Inc., or on our website, www.thanksforsharingpodcast.com. This podcast is solely for the purpose of information and entertainment and does not constitute therapy, nor should it replace competent professional help. At the end of another episode, we want to remind you that nobody has time for perfection. We are pursuing progress. Remember the prayer of the perfectionist. Help me remember I can't do it all. Help me to take things one step at a time and that the only step I need to focus on is the next right step for me. Help me to remember that life is a journey. Help me to be able to separate all that I'm learning from all that I have to do. Help me to remember that I am not alone, that I can ask for help. Help me to re- to strive for frequent awakenings, not mastery. I am enough. Amen.